0: How's it going? It's Anthony Casenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you are all doing well. I hope, despite the result, yet with the effort, uh, you all enjoyed the Bengals game, the final game of the season. Uh, they fell to the Steelers 16 to 13. Pretty ugly game for both teams, but you gotta love the heart that the Bengals showed. You have to love the scrappiness. Down so many players at so many positions, and obviously out of the playoff mix, they really could have folded it in. I think, uh, gosh, if, if you ended up betting for the Bengals to cover the point spread in this game, you probably are a pretty happy guy. So, uh, I, I think that uh, you know, from that perspective, if you're a better, that you're you're, you're pretty happy about that. Um, the The Bengals also um, had a number of issues pop up. And, uh, you know, I think this game, aside from, you know, a nice moral victory here and there, I guess if you want to take that away, there are some other things you can take away from this team that they are quite a few players away from once again being competitive you saw two first round quarterbacks rookie first round quarterbacks battle it out in baltimore with lamar jackson and baker mayfield and you saw both of those guys will their teams to uh, one guy willed them to win and another guy almost willed them to win so um you know you can see the effect that a quarterback plays in this on a team and you look at the Bengals, yeah, I think this season would have definitely been different with Andy Dalton down the stretch. They may have been, you know, one of those teams in the mix, especially with, you know, nine, ten wins, basically winning the AFC North. But, even with Andy Dalton healthy, A.J. Green healthy, you know, this team was on a major slide and uh, there there are some major, major holes that need to be addressed this offseason. Um, Sean McBrayer says no turnovers. Yeah, no turnovers, but whether you want Andy Dalton replaced if you're in that camp or whether you want, whatever you want uh, at the quarterback position, this team needs a quarterback next year. Um, uh, Jeff Driscoll's not, I mean, he's borderline NFL backup at best. Uh, Andy Dalton, you know, good guy, great guy, good quarterback. Um, And I uh, I, I think that this game proved that once Andy Dalton went down, and they didn't have a guy that could come in that was really anywhere close to Dalton's skill set, uh, with with the roster being as down as it is from an injury perspective, I think that, that this showed that the team needs at least one new quarterback um, next year. Uh, Kyle Gentry says Mixon didn't get enough carries. Yeah, he had 13 carries on the day and had 105 yards. So that tells you... <laughs> That tells you a lot. The Bengals' time of possession was pretty lousy, though. Um, part of that was as weird as it sounds. Part of that was due in the first half to the pick six that they had by Sean Williams, that basically, you know, gives the Steelers back-to-back possessions and time with the football. So, um, you know, that that kind of takes some time of possession away and ability to move the ball. But um, yeah, I I, I don't, uh, you know. I've seen all this <laughs> seen some funny comments you guys are you guys are awesome um, yeah but Mixon didn't get enough carries and that's I, you know I did some research on this Mixon in the, I think it was week 6 through 13 had right around the 12 to 13 carry mark and the team only won like one they were one in six in that stretch so all of a sudden he starts getting more carries the team is competitive they almost beat the chargers they beat the raiders when he's got 20 plus carries today he's got 13 carries and they have a, a great shot at the, at the game now most of mixon's yardage came on basically two runs but I think that the point still stands that he is one of their best offensive players, one of their best players they have. And uh, if if they're not giving him the ball, then they don't really have a shot. And I, I never understood this. Yes, you gotta have balance. And yes, you don't wanna be so predictable when you have a backup quarterback, but you do have a backup quarterback, you have a beleaguered and injured wide receiver group. Why would you not want to give Joe Mixon the ball a bunch of times? I don't, I don't really understand that. And that's, that's something that Bill laser is going to have to answer. That's something that Marvin Lewis is going to have to answer. And I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I'm seeing a lot, you know, David Boyd, Marvin go bye-bye, uh, I, I, Jason Lewis, Marvin needs to go. That will probably be determined by I would assume Tuesday or Wednesday what's going to happen with this team and uh, there could be some very interesting and unexpected names out on the market now I think you know there's probably going to be your Todd Bowles your Vance Josephs those guys that you could bring in as possible coordinators the Bengals have theoretically a a vacancy at defensive coordinator even though Marvin Lewis kind of took over those duties they're going to need a new defensive coordinator so that at least will probably be coming up Um, there's rumors of Vance Joseph taking that spot we'll see if that actually comes to fruition there uh you know Todd Bowles could be an interesting fit there as well if he gets, you know, if he gets let go and if the Bengals want to pursue that route, who knows what's going to happen with the Vikings. I believe they lost her a little bit ago to the bears. And Mike Zimmer was supposedly on the hot seat. Then, um, you have, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Mike Tomlin, you know, the Steelers, the, yeah, they got their nine and a half wins this year, but they are out of the playoffs. And, uh, you know, there, there's, there are a contingent of people, contingent of Steelers fans. And, you know, that sort of thing that are not happy with Mike Tomlin. Um, for you know whether you agree with that or not. Personally speaking, I, I would if if I'm the Bengals and Mike Tomlin is let like, go, oh, that's one of the first calls I make. But um, you know who knows what's going to happen there. The Steelers don't really like to fire coaches. Uh, they've had th- basically three coaches in the last fifty years, so I, I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. But we'll see we'll see what happens there. I'm seeing a lot of stuff also about injuries. You know, uh, talking about Driscoll. Um. Yes, Driscoll probably could have fared better if A.J. Green was out there, if Tyler Boyd was out there, if Tyler Eifert was out there. You know, there are a lot of players that were missing. Even Cordy Glenn once again left the game with an injury, um, and and the offense kind of deflated at that point. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just... I think that... I think that Driscoll probably still could have carried the team relatively well, I guess, with some of those guys in the lineup. But I just, I don't see, I don't see the, the talent and even, even some of his better performances. Statistically, you look at last week, he had the two touchdown passes, all that stuff. That was in garbage time and some fluke plays at the end that got the Bengals in scoring position. Game was still out, out of hand at that point. It, there are way too many dry spells, and this happened with Bill Lazor at the helm too, way too many dry spells by this team on offense, Um, just a lot of three and outs, a lot of not moving the ball, and I think, you know, I think it starts at the top and trickles down um, from there. Uh, This is an interesting one from Melissa Collins uh, Eglian Eglian, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name there, Melissa, but John Ross couldn't catch a cold. John Ross had a real rough day today. Uh, One catch for one yard, he had a drop pass. Late in the game, he slipped on a route that was a critical. um, Very, very up and down year, mostly down for Ross. Um, Couple of games early in the season, you kinda said, hey, you know, there there it is, there it is. Um, 21 catches and seven touchdown receptions this year. So, once every three catches that John Ross gets, is a touchdown. And it almost seems as if basically the two other catches that are not touchdowns are bubble screens that go nowhere. Um, and, and then obviously the, there's the one touchdown catch. And even, if even his touchdown catches are have been for minimal yardage. So that in itself is kind of an interesting situation there. Uh, we'll have to see what happens with him going forward, I definitely do not think that the Bengals are giving up on him in 2019. I think they're going to give him at least one more year. If there's any, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, you look at some players around the league. There's there's a player in, in Philadelphia, Nelson Algalore, who. You know, first two years mightily struggled with drops, with all kinds of stuff. And then all of a sudden, year three and year four, he's a very valued guy, helped them win a Super Bowl last year. So sometimes it takes guys to get their groove. Really, this is Ross's basically his first year. He didn't do much as a rookie, didn't play much, got injured. So you got to give him a little bit of a pass. But at some point, whether it's Dalton, whether it's Driscoll, whoever, someone's got to be able to hit him in stride on the deep balls. He's got to be able to come down with more passes. He's still having problems dropping some of the easy passes, and that's uh, that's a concern going forward. I do not know what's going to... I'm seeing more and more comments, and thank you for all the comments. Thank you for everybody joining us. Appreciate it. Appreciate all your support, by the way, throughout the season. I know it hasn't been a banner year for the Bengals, but... At, from all of us at Cincy Jungle and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals Podcast. just I just want to give you a thank you from all of us uh, for all of the support, all of the, the, the page views, the clicks, the comments, the tuning into our podcast. I uh, just want to side note that this you guys have been awesome this year, even though the Bengals have not been um, that great. So <laughs> just want to thank you all for that. Um, uh, I don't know exactly where the Bengals go from here because there are a couple of, in terms of coaching and all that stuff, there there are a couple of schools of thought, I guess, right? There's the, well, if Marvin stays, then you go Vance, Joseph, and Hugh Jackson, potentially as your coordinators, and you kind of get this quote-unquote super team of assistants to help out. Sounds good on paper. We know that Marvin is at his most effective, much like Andy Dalton, with a great supporting cast. So that sounds like a decent plan if they can land both those guys. And obviously, Hugh's already in the building. Vance Joseph probably will be gettable, so we'll see. There are people that want to see it totally blown up, and I totally agree with that, and totally see the reasoning with that. Uh, Get a new head coach and all of that. Unfortunately, it seems as if that happens. That will probably be, and granted, the Bengals weren't competitive this year. They were kind of, I guess, a little competitive last year. So this may be grasping at straws. But really, probably, if they start over from scratch, we're looking at another one to two years before they're competitive again because that would probably entail getting a new quarterback, new coach, new coaching staff. You'd probably keep some of the core guys, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, obviously. Um, You know, you still got to do some things on the offensive line, find some answers there. So hard to, hard to really, hard to really see what is the best route. And, and it depends on what kind of mindset you have. Are you, are you in this, Hey, you know, we've got maybe one more year to get, to get far with the Carlos Dunlaps, the Geno Atkins, the Mixons, the Boyds, the Greens, the Daltons. You, you can maybe get a year out of it and make a special year out of it. Or do you just say, you know what? It didn't work. We had a lot of talent. We came close a couple times. It didn't work. Um, I don't know, so I see Marquise Cunningham saying Todd Bowles' defensive coordinator talked about that a little earlier. Um, that's a possibility. I I think that's an interesting name if Todd Bowles uh, is on their list. There's probably, like I said, there's probably going to be some interesting guys there that that are out there that could be, you know, really helpful, really helpful for this team. So um, Scott, fast as if Zimmer is of Zimmer's fired, he is the only choice. You know, if if they if they are going to keep with the familiarity, if they are going to keep with the, um, you know, a lot of different things, you know, where they may keep Marvin or they don't keep Marvin, but they want to keep some of the guys intact. Mike Zimmer makes a lot of sense. Mike Zimmer would be great as a defensive coordinator again for the Bengals. Um, I don't know that he would be fired and then automatically go take a defensive coordinator gig with the Bengals right away. We'll see. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, gut feeling? Do you think he's gone from Ronnie Swango um, from Marvin? I, I'm assuming that's what that question means. If by he, <laughs> I was thinking about this today. My opinions on that change basically hourly. There are times where I'm like, no way. I thought, I thought for sure if the Bengals won today against the Steelers. I thought that Marvin Lewis had saved his job. If they had played poorly and got blown out, I thought he was gone. Now they're right in the middle, and so I don't know. <laughs> they played okay and pretty well with what they had, almost won, I I, I don't know. I don't, uh, I guess if you're asking me and holding my hand to the fire about it, I will say that the Bengals probably make a change, but it's probably a familiar change to someone familiar. Whether it's Vance Joseph, whether it's Mike Zimmer, whether it's Hugh Jackson, whoever it is, I-, I guess I would say that the Bengals right now would probably make a small change, not a wholesale one, but. I I think the second most likely probability is that Marvin comes back to fulfill his last year of his contract. Hugh Jackson becomes the offensive coordinator, a guy like Vance Joseph, a guy like Mike Zimmer potentially come becomes the defensive coordinator. They try and make it work for one season, maybe build up a couple of other positions and, and go from there. A couple, just a couple of side notes before we get out of here. Um, Alex Redmond was replaced finally by Christian Westerman, and it was with mixed results. I'd, I'd say overall positive, but mixed results. Uh, Westerman had an egregious false start penalty at the end in the final final drive of the game. But um, I, I will say that I, I thought he played well a lot of times. I, I really started to key in on him during some blocking scenarios. And, uh... I just, uh, I don't know, I I, I think I saw like quite a few blocks from him that I liked, quite a few plays from him, quite a few productive plays that were given, you know, kind of behind him, all that stuff. So I I liked what I saw out of him. I thought the linebacker group, and yes, we know the injuries, Vontez Perfect and, and many others, Preston Brown. I thought the linebacker group was deplorable today. Um, Nick Vigil, their best linebacker, potentially that they even have on the roster, was a step or two behind a lot of different passing plays. He's a guy that they like as their athletic linebacker, quote-unquote, their coverage linebacker, quote-unquote, and um, he he just was nowhere near plays today. Um, Kind of a chase and tackle guy, so that entire position group needs to be overhauled. You know, wide receivers, didn't give you much behind the, you know, granted there there are a lot of backups, but did not give you much. So this team needs some retooling. It needs some retooling in a lot of different, a lot of different places, a lot of different positions. And uh, we'll see. Uh, Dominic Mendez, is Driscoll the future of the Bengals? Absolutely not, not as a starter. And to me, not as a backup. Um, I mentioned that a little earlier, so I won't go into more detail, but um, no, I I don't, I, I don't see Driscoll I don't see Driscoll as a long-term guy with the Bengals in either at either capacity. So, um, I don't know. The Bengals need to do a lot of things this offseason. They've got the draft. They'll obviously be, you know, keeping a close eye on that. And that's where they'll probably be making a lot of their moves. We'll see if it's going to be collecting draft picks or actually for once moving up and getting more higher impact players. They'll probably have in the top 10 pick range. I think that's still kind of yet to be set. Um, if it has been said, I haven't looked at it. I kind of jumped on live here before, uh, cause I wanted to get on right after the game here, but, um, they're probably in that top 10 range. so They should get an immediate impact player if they don't stumble over their own feet again. Um, and you know, you look back at certain draft classes and today, you know, Andre Smith is playing left tackle after Cordy Glenn left with an injury and you sit here and you go, well, 2015, they drafted two tackles and Cedric Abwehi and Jake Fisher, and both those guys weren't even playing today. Cedric he was a, was a healthy scratch, and yet again, Jake Fisher's on IR. And that particular draft has set this team back to this three, along with other factors, but that particular draft has really set this team back for three years because of who they whiffed on, at what position, and who they let walk because of those draft picks. So that is a, that is a big... Uh, that's a big deal that's a big uh big big deal we'll see what happens with the bangles going forward we'll see what happens at the, head, at the head coaching spot at the coordinator spot there's going to be a lot of news over the next couple of weeks guys and uh keep it at cincyjungle.com we'll also have our podcast our weekly podcast the orange and black insider bangles podcast you can get that on itunes stitchers uh Google Play, all that kind of stuff. So get it there. But we'll also be giving you news, opinions, analysis, all that good stuff on Cincy Jungle, as well as the breaking news with the coaching staff. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of that going on. So we'll see um, going forward. I don't. By the way, there's one question I want to address before I do get out of here. Ken Ken Fetcher or Fecker says, uh, "What do you think? Maybe trade Gino and AJ for picks? Both are getting towards the end of their careers. Well, both also signed. Here's the deal with that." Meaning Geno Atkins and AJ Green. I think that Geno Atkins and A. J. Green will be in Cincinnati most definitely in twenty nineteen, especially if Marvin Lewis is there. He will keep them, he will want them there, you know. Geno Atkins' Pro Bowl year, AJ Green was having a Pro Bowl year before he gets hurt um, this year. So I don't, I don't see Father Time really totally catching up with those guys yet. I think they I think they're in in, in the Bengals for the Bengals in 2019. I think really that's for a coach in transition. If it's a new coach, most definitely if it's Marvin coming back. Um, and I don't think what you net with them is going to give you what those guys currently give you. So I, I just. You know, those are kind of generational players. I, I I don't think you trade them, and you made the mistake before with Andrew Whitworth when you thought he was at the end of his prime, and you know that blew blew up in your face. So I don't I don't think that that's going to be in the cards. I think you hang on to them. There might be some other guys you let loose, maybe a Dre Kirkpatrick, maybe a Vontaze Perfect for salary cap reasons, but if you do that, that means you got to spend that money, and you got to be proactive in free agency. So uh, they will need to do that if they do free up salary cap space, but uh, for now, I think guys like AJ Gino and Carlos Dunlap are going to retire as Bengals, especially if Marvin Lewis... Uh, sticks around next year. They'll, they'll be in stripes. Uh, keep it to com. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for all your comments, your questions. I'm Anthony Cazenza, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. It's been a it's been a fun season talking with you all. Um, maybe not a fun season for on-field products for the Bengals, but it's been a fun season. We're still going to get you all kinds of content, even though the off-season is technically upon us. So keep it to all of our all of our channels. We appreciate all the support, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.